Hello, hello, and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Laurie, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health and well-being. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma while you're at it. Today, I'm joined by Amy Sanders. Amy is an entrepreneur and master certified business and life coach. After leaving an unhealthy marriage, becoming a broke single mum and hitting rock bottom, she knew that she needed to make some drastic changes and has since created five successful businesses and is now a self-made millionaire. Since then, she's taught and inspired thousands of women through weight loss, mindset, relationships and business. From her experiences, Amy has made it her life mission to help women uncover their purpose and expose their strengths so they can create a thriving life that they love. In this episode, we chat about how to uncover your own strengths and unique personality, how to set boundaries with yourself and others, and how to manage your feelings so you can start coaching yourself. I really love chatting to Amy. She's an inspiration and I can't wait to share this one with you all. How are you going today, Amy? I am doing well. Thank you. And thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. And I'm even more excited now that I've learned that you've got, you know, 20 years of fitness experience. You've got your own (laughs) fitness studio and you're also a boss woman helping out so many people with their coaching businesses. And you have that lens of all the inner work and all of that amazing stuff. So I have to ask you, I feel Mm -hmm. like anyone that gets into this field of wanting to develop others and help others, the reason is because they needed that help at some point in time. Can you share a little bit more about your personal story or the context that I need to know about your life to know why you're helping people in this way today? Yes. Hopefully it won't be too long-winded, but I guess if it is, then you know people get to know more about me anyway. So um, yes, I've always been obsessed with self-development, probably because I needed it more than anyone else. (laughs) But (laughs) it started uh, when I was younger. Oh, it always starts in our youth, right? So when I was Mm. younger, I was taught at a very young age to just say yes, no matter how I felt, you just say yes. If anyone is older than you, so even even if my older sister is two years older than me, she is my elder and needs to be respected at all costs. Mm. And it really taught me that I didn't matter and my voice, my opinion, all of those things didn't matter. And so I became the biggest people pleaser that I personally know to the extent, this is how I have to, I have to say this because this shows like the extremity. So you just say yes. That's what I was taught. So when my ex-husband proposed to me after three weeks of dating, I said, Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and not because I wanted to and not because I was like all Twitter pated and he was the love of my life. It was because I didn't want him to feel bad oh. if I rejected him. And I didn't want to like, so basically how his feelings and what he was doing was more important than how I felt. At the mm. time of the proposal, I left him on his knee for a good few minutes. When someone asks if they can marry you, like usually the response is like, a quick yes, right? My response was shock, first of all. So he was sitting there on his knee. And then my next question was, um, well, did you ask my dad? And then he's like, well, yeah, I did. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Then yeah, that was my response. My gut was in knots. I was 
completely sick to my stomach and not because I was excited. It was like, my body knew that this is not right for me, but even still, I was taught to just say yes. So if you can think of everything in my life, even though I loved self-development, it's like no matter what anyone else wanted, I would just agree. And if you're a people pleaser, like I am, I'm a recovering people pleaser was like, what I call it. Uh, you really are a pretty big liar. You're really good at lying mm. because you're either lying to yourself or you're lying to someone else that you want to do what they're asking you to do. And so um, that took my whole life. We can talk about fitness and stuff too, because that's always been a part of my life. But um, it took my whole life down this avenue to where it was a very unhealthy marriage. There was a lot of toxic things around that marriage, including infidelity and a lot of a lot of things. And um, even when I came away from that marriage, we were totally broke. We had um, a really hard life together. We had three kids together. And it was my kids that actually got me out. Not me getting strong and being like, okay, it's time. It was like, I looked at my boys thinking, I don't want them to think that this is how a woman should be treated. And I don't want them to repeat the cycle. And I absolutely don't want my daughter to think that this Mm. is okay. And so if I stay, I'll stay in happy and I will teach these kids that this is okay. If I leave, then I can create a different life for them. So even still, I did it because of my kids, not because of me. I mean, it was because of me, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, they were more important even at that point than what I wanted. So that is in a nutshell, like what took me down this path is because as I started to choose me. And as I started to change and develop and grow what I wanted and who I was, I was better able to serve everyone else. And really, there's just so many women who I know have been in my boat before and who are scared to get out. And I like want to be a voice that guess what you can, there's always options, there's always a lot that you can do. And since then, um, so fitness, I actually started fitness, teaching fitness and stuff when I was 17. And fitness was a really big um, part of this journey as well, which we can talk mm. about. But coming away from that, I totally became a badass entrepreneur. And now I have multiple successful businesses. I have a new, he's not new anymore. It's almost a decade we've been together. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, my husband now, it's like treats me better. My kids see that example. It's like I completely changed my stars. And I'm like, I want anyone and everyone that tunes in to know that no matter where you are at in your life and whatever your goals are, you can make that change. You can make that difference. And it, but it does start with you and you have to be true to you. And that's what I wasn't. I wasn't true to me. So that is my long-winded short story of (laughs) where I am at today that I just want to be an example of what's possible and show anyone, but especially women that you are powerful and you are worthy of anything that your heart's desiring. Wow, Amy, I am so sorry to hear that it took you, you know, quite a bit of time to realize that you needed to prioritize yourself. And even at that point, you were really prioritizing your children before Mm -hmm. you were able to prioritize yourself. And I think a lot of women can really connect to that, you know, personally, I've, I've been through a breakup six weeks ago and <laughs> I was, I was um, ideating before I broke up with him. And the biggest reason why I didn't want to do it is because I didn't want to upset him. You know, I didn't want his plans of where he thought his life was going to be damaged. And it took quite a bit of convincing myself. You know, luckily we were only together for four years. We, we hadn't been married yet. 
And yeah, I definitely connect to that on so many levels and that like my main fear was making him unhappy, even though I knew that even though he was an amazing guy, I needed to break things off um, so that I could shine and put myself first. And I think a lot of women are conditioned to allow the man to shine or to allow others to shine rather than us becoming that badass entrepreneur. Um, Totally, yeah. And I also see it a lot in fitness. So I do see it in, you know... Not eating well and choosing not to move your body is a way of deprioritizing yourself. And and mm-hmm. the excuse is always, I don't have time. And it's really, I'm choosing not to prioritize it because I'm putting my kids first or I'm putting my work first or I'm putting my friends first or what, whatever it, it, it is for them. But for you, obviously, you've had this really massive journey to get to where you are now. And there was a trigger, which was your children. But can you talk more about the thought process and the process of setting boundaries, what that looked like for you and when that became comfortable. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) It can be hard depending on the relationship with the person, right? So when it came to boundaries, I really had to start asking myself the simple question of what do I want? And it started with like, what do I want for dinner tonight? Because I would make dinner for everyone else. What did they want? Mm. What haven't they had? You know, so it's like super, super simple. Like what sounds good to me? Wait, I can do that. That's okay. So, I mean, that sounds like really trivial and small. It, it was, it was small, but it was me saying, Amy, you matter too. So what do you want to eat? Also, like when it comes to fitness, so fitness has always been a huge part of my life. Um, my fitness classes, when I was teaching fitness classes, those helped me throughout the way, like the whole process, because you're in front of this class and regardless of what's going on in your personal life, you have to put on this smile and have all of the energy. Even if Mm. I was faking it, you know, it would get me through, but then I would see all these people that I was helping and that felt good. Yeah. Yeah, And they would be like, oh, you're so amazing. Or that workout was amazing. And, and so that also helped get me through, which I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm not a finished trainer getting all of the praise from all the people. So that was helpful, but uh, asking myself, okay, So outside of fitness, because that was my job, right? I got paid to go do that. So it's considered a job, even though it's good for me. But outside of that, what do I like to do for me? Even when it comes to fitness, I like to run. Okay, so let's go run. You know, just like simple, simple things. But that's how far away I was. So Mm. from there, I would, well, what else am I worthy of? What else helps me feel good? Um, Gratitude journal is another thing that really changed my life is like looking for the little pieces of good throughout. And there's always good, right? My life wasn't even, it's like, yeah, I had a horrible relationship, but there's so much good outside of that. So look for those things and then draw on those. And as I did, uh, so many different things started to unfold. So I do a ton of thought work, which we can talk about, but like teaching myself that like, All these thoughts that maybe he told me about me or I'm telling myself about me, that does not mean they're true, but we always act from our feelings and our feelings come from what we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And so if I understand that, okay, so if I'm acting from this feeling of insecurity, what's making me feel insecure? Well, it's, you know, these thoughts like I'm not worthy or I can't, if I leave this relationship, I'm going to be... Um, broke or I, whatever it is, right? So mm-hmm. getting really curious and realizing that thoughts, just because you have them, doesn't mean they're true. In fact, usually they're not true. And so if you can start to think differently and rewire your brain, you're 
your whole journey can change. And that's absolutely what happened for me. But little small things, thoughts, asking yourself those questions, all those little things are what helped. Wow, Amy, those are some really great tips. I think especially that those those small kind of moments that you can notice, those small Mm -hmm. moments of gratitude and the little boundaries as well, you know, and getting curious about like, do I actually want this for dinner? Or is this what my husband wants from me? Or is this what my, um, you know, children want from me? And and starting small, it's almost like fitness, you know, with fitness, if you want to start a habit, just get into the gym first. That's 50% of the battle. Get into the gym and do something you're comfortable doing before we focus on the on the program. And that's almost like the walking through the doors of the gym. It's it's figuring yeah. out where I can set boundaries, where I can actually figure out what I want. I think a lot of people don't actually know what they want yeah, or yeah. they know what they want, but they don't know why. That that why might be a place of insecurity. So how do you figure out what you actually want in life or what you want in fitness? Yeah. Uh, so one thing that I like to practice, and this is It's so stinking powerful. So I really hope that you guys that are listening take this to practice because it took me, it took me years to to actually do this the way I'm going to tell you. But it's so powerful. So I'm I'm really huge on energy and intuition. But so your mind is going to be saying something, right? All the thoughts, all the things. Like your mind is going to be chatter, chatter, chatter all the time. Then you have your heart, and then you also have your intuition, which is in your gut. And so. If you can get quiet and ask yourself, like to move into your head, what, what do I want? Whether it's your fitness goal or relationship, whatever it is, like, is this serving me with what I'm doing? You know, like you really think about like what your thought is, or your mind is saying and try, try and ask questions that get you to a yes or a no you can sit mm. with and then get that answer. And then you move to your heart. Yes, the same question and you let your body move down into your heart and you ask, okay, so what am I feeling? What is my heart telling me? Do I want to whatever that is, but get to a yes or no and let it speak to you. Mm. And then you do the same thing moving down into your gut. Now, when you do that, in order to make like a really good aligned intuition, like a from intuition <laughs> decision, authentic or I'm like scrambling on my words, being authentically true to yourself, they all actually have to come up with the same answer. And Mm -hmm. if they don't, then you need to get curious as to what's out of alignment and then ask the next question, why there? Okay, so why? Why is my heart saying no? I feel peace in my gut, but my heart, there's something off. Why? Mm. And once you get totally in alignment, then you like are able to move from such a powerful place and you feel like so good about those decisions. And anyway, so it doesn't even take very much time, even five minutes, but just asking yourself those questions gets you pretty far, I would say. So that's something that I want everyone to practice because it's so powerful. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely going to practice that. I love the, you know, the head, the heart and the gut kind of exercise and making sure they're all in alignment. I'm curious. So I feel personally, and I know that like I've seen memes about it as well, the battle of head versus heart. And Mm. I feel like, uh, you know, there would be a bit of misalignment there for a lot of people. Why is that? And how do you bring that back into balance? Yeah, I think 
I think the big reason why there's such a, a disconnect there is because we're not used to actually asking our heart what we want. Mm. We don't tune into our heart nearly as often as we live in our head. And our head can be, I mean, it's, it's, there's chatter all the time, right? It's always thinking about something and you can get so, uh, There's also your ego part of your brain. Like your brain is just always going. Your subconscious wants to keep you safe and it will keep you safe from like a really ridiculous like way, right? Like, okay, that's not safe to go, to go online and do a live is really not safe. So let's not do it. We really, it's totally, we're not going to die. The subconscious ego, they want to keep you safe. So you have to move to your prefrontal cortex, which is the front part of your brain, and really ask yourself from a place of like, okay, curiosity, like, is this true? And pause long enough. And so I think the conflict comes from when you're living in your head and you're not allowing your heart to speak. Mm. And really, if they're out of whack, I would, I would listen to your heart more than your head. Because we know that the brain's going to come up with stuff. And we know that a lot of it is just like fed to us from fire hose from who knows what, right? So lean into your heart. But if you can get them in alignment, that's where you want to be ultimately. But ask yourself the right questions because the brain, we have an upward of like 60,000 thoughts a day. Yeah. 90% of them are lies. I mean, do Mm. the math. Like how how much are we actually thinking that's truth? Mm. Ask yourself that. Is this truth? Am I speaking, am I thinking from a place of truth? Mm. So that you can become a little more aligned. For sure. I've also heard that like 90% of our thoughts are unconscious, like they're on repeat. And you also talked about subconscious, you talked about rewiring the brain. Yeah. A lot of the people listening to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, you know, they may not be where they want to be in some area of their life. And it's not because they don't know how to do it. It's because they're struggling with implementing the habits. Or, you know, I personally struggle to implement all the habits I want to do as well. And I'm sure it's because of that, you know, conditioning and needing to rewire the brain. How do you even begin to get started if 90% is unconscious? Yeah, I love this question. It's so good. (laughs) And all hope is not lost. So the good news is that we absolutely can rewire our brain. Mm. Now, thoughts, thought often enough become beliefs. And a Mm. lot of times we believe a lot of things that we haven't even questioned that we were conditioned to believe as a child, even mine, that you just say yes. That was like a conditioning, right? So you have to, we, not you have, I had the, I hate the word have to, but understand that Just because you believe it now doesn't mean it's true, but you are going down this path. And I want you to imagine that you're on this, you're hiking on this trail and it's super, super well-defined, but it's really long. It doesn't serve you. The view's not as good when you get to the end. And so you know it, you know it like the back of your head because you've gone down it so many times. Mm. When you start to think new thoughts, and we'll go through some thought processes that will help, but when you start to think new thoughts, Think of those as new synapses in your brain. You're going down a completely new trail. Like you are actually trail trailblazing the trail, which means that there's trees in the, there's like tree branches in the way and there's weeds and the ground might be like a little unstable. But as you continue down this path and you go down it over and over and over, it becomes a trail. Mm. And at the end of the trail, 
the waterfall, like there's an amazing waterfall and the view is incredible and it's totally worth it. But it's easier to jump back over the other trail because that's what you're used to. Mm. So I'm asking you to do something that's not comfortable. So if you have, um, when it comes to fitness, if you have a thought process or a belief that working out is hard, guess what? When the alarm clock goes off or it's time to hit the gym, you have that like conditioning of, well, working out is hard or I'm going to be judged at the gym. I'm not as skinny as those other people or whatever it is, right? But Mm. those thoughts are going to keep you stuck and keep you from your goals. I'm fat. Okay, if you like have the belief that you're fat, there's a lot that's going on in your brain that's going to actually keep you fat. Yeah. So even if it's a bridge thought, like I am learning to believe I'm worthy of having a body I love. That's a bridge thought. Like it's not like I love my body if that's too much. I also want to offer you guys like as you're going through this process, if you just, if I say, okay, so say one thought is I hate working out. And I'm telling you to now think I love working out. And you're like, no, I don't even believe that. It's like not, it does not even resonate with me at all. Then I'm learning to like working out. It can be a bridge thought that then you're like, okay, this feels good to me. So when you pick a new thought, a new trail, essentially, you do have to believe you can believe it or believe it. Mm. Otherwise, that subconscious brain is going to be like, nope, nope, nope. And that's why so often uh, people are like, affirmations, say the affirmations, say the, oh, if you say them often enough, you're going to like believe it. And you're like, I've been doing this damn affirmation for like 20 years and I still am doing the same thing. Well, it's because your subconscious doesn't believe you. It's like you're a freaking liar. And Mm. so in order... I'm like going off on a tangent here, but like in order to believe it, you do have to have somewhat of a bridge thought. But also if there's resistance around it, there might be some forgiving that you need to do so that you can actually believe it. I love that. I love the idea of bridge thoughts because, you know, affirmations are great, but, you know, affirmations without action Aren't, yeah. aren't great. So it sounds like these bridge thoughts inspire you to also take the action as well. And it sounds almost like they're verbs, like I'm learning rather than I am. Is that right? Yeah. Like how would you structure yeah. a bridge thought? Yeah. So I'm learning. I'm starting to, I'm believing I can. It's like, I am in the process of this growth. And I believe that as long as I'm on this process, this is going to work out for me. Mm. I, I hate myself. I am learning to love myself to then I love myself. Yeah. I hate my body. You know, it's like, it's like so many people look in the mirror and they literally can't look in the mirror make, or naked. Why? Yeah. Because they hate that what they my see. Heart. Why? It breaks my heart too. I'm like, why? Look at your amazing body that carries you every single day and does all of the things for you. Like, how can you look at that and hate it? But there's so many people that do. Yeah. So why? Okay. So can you look in that mirror naked and be like, I am learning to love everything my body can do for me. Mm. Yeah. Something else that that got to me when you were speaking there was when you spoke about somebody who truly believes that they're fat, they'll remain that way because of the thoughts driving driving their emotions. And I know in my industry as a fitness trainer, it's very much calories in, calories out. You know, it's science, 
you know, the the more calories that you expend versus intake, you, you know, you you will lose weight at some point. Of course, there's other processes going on in the body which can affect how calories mm. are distributed. But my personal experience, I actually lost 30 pounds in three months after like a lot of will willpower of trying to like exercise and and eat well and all of that. And as soon as I got rid of an unaligned emotion, a, a relationship, and then I um I started just like feeling like Beyonce and doing things I enjoyed. Like I was just like manifesting. It was when that um Lemonade, the new Lemonade album was out and I was a massive fan of that Beyonce album. And I just did things from a place of enjoyment. Like losing weight was easy, so easy. And I'm like, of course, I'm probably like definitely doing calories and calories out. But why are things so easy when I feel more in alignment? So yeah, I would just love to hear your take on why... If you think you're fat, you'll continue to be fat. And this weird kind of energetic thing that was my experience and other people's experience. Yeah, I love this question too. So uh, if you believe in energy, which guess what? Everything in this world is energy. So you should believe in it if you don't. But I'm a huge believer that you do manifest what's happening in your life. Mm. And so if you believe I am fat, working out is hard then that is going to continue to be true. And through all of your actions, so that belief, that's a thought, right? But that's going to stem or or that's going to create a feeling. And we can say whatever feeling that is. It might be um, overwhelm, like it's overwhelming to try and work out. It might be like failure, like I'm a failure. Whatever that feeling is, is what breeds your actions. And then from actions, we get our results, right? So if you're coming from that place and you're feeling like that, all of that negative energy is coming right to you, right? You're just Mm. in this feeling of negative energy. And also like when you have a certain thought, you're going to bring up evidence anywhere you can. That's the actions or the inaction of why that's true. Because we like to believe that whatever we're thinking is true, Mm. right? We're like, no, it's true. So we're going to prove that it's true. And we're going to do all the things to prove that it's true. And so, you know, inactivity, maybe we're not working out or we're eating the food because that urge to eat the food is so great. So we're going to eat it and we're like, see, yeah, I can't lose weight. It doesn't work for me. Or maybe you're getting on the scale and it just still is not working. And you're like, mm-hmm. the calories here, I have a deficit. Why isn't it? See, I told you it's hard to work out. It doesn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna work out for you. Whereas with you, like you totally shifted your energy and you're like, this is easy. Okay. So yeah, losing weight is easy. And you still did the things, but you energetically brought a lot of that in. And I'm, I'm assuming you had a lot of energy too around it. Like, yeah, things are working out for me. Things are great. I'm totally losing weight. This is awesome. Beyonce rocks. I have all of the vibes, you know? Yeah. Like you're like in it and you're just like, yeah. And so you do have to come from that place. Like, what am I worthy of? What do I want? Do I believe I can have it? Which is huge. Do you actually mm-hmm. believe you can have it? And then from there, what are you doing to get it? Yeah, for sure. Do you love yourself more than you love the chips that you're putting in your mouth? (laughs) It's a good question to ask. Do you love yourself more than the dessert? Dessert, and I'm not saying you can't have any of these things, but you do have to say, here's my goals, here's my dreams, here's what I want, whether it's fitness or anything else. What am I going to do today to take one more step forward? And what's the energy that I need to have? Mm. You are going to attract that into your life. You're going to attract it. And manifesting is so powerful. It's amazing. And really, when you start to use it, you're like, can I really just ask for whatever I want and believe (laughs) it's going to come? Like, can this happen for me? 
and put it to the test, you know? Hey, Holistic Fitness fam, a quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement, and stress management practices before supplementing so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high-energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals, and sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal-getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full-spectrum hemp and their benefits. Ned blends a chock full of premium CBD and a full-spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee, L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. So it almost sounds like sales, in my opinion, because people, you know, people will buy something with their feelings, but then they'll justify it logically. And it sounds like you're selling to yourself there. You're, you're, um, you're creating a feeling and then you'll justify that feeling with, with logic, you know, whether it's, oh, I just can't lose weight. The feeling is like working out is hard. I'm overwhelmed. I'm busy. And then the, the kind of the logic behind that is definitely, oh, this is hard. How does somebody, you know, obviously in my circumstance, breaking up with somebody did free up a lot of energy and allowed me to kind of, and, and that is a freeing of energy. What about people who feel like, there's nothing in their life that can shift at the moment and they're struggling to change their feelings. Obviously, it all comes from feelings. How do you change yeah. it? Well, first of all, I want to say something can give in your life. Something can yeah. always give in your life. It's a belief that you have that it can't. I was actually just on, I was doing a coaching call with another entrepreneur and she was like, well, she gave me all these reasons why her husband's not on board with her goals, her goals. And I was like, okay, but they're your goals. So is it great if he's on board? Yeah, that's great. Mm. And we would all want that. But ultimately, this is you. You get to decide how you choose to spend your time and who you choose to spend it with and what you choose to do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like we all have the same amount of time. How are we going to use it? And so when someone's like, there's nothing that's going to give, I'm not here to be like, now you guys hate me because I say this, but I have three kids, four stepkids, nine businesses. I have an ex-husband. My husband, my husband has an ex-wife. 
I mean, you talk about messy and you talk about busy and I'm like, don't, don't talk to me about that because you can still do it. Talk to mm. me if you want to make a change, but don't talk to me about, oh, my life is so busy. I'm like, I'll show you my calendar and then let's talk. <laughs> yeah. You know? And they're not saying like, people are like, oh, she's such a biatch now. And that's not my intention. My intention is everybody is busy and there's always things, but there's always time for the things you believe are most important. Mm. And you need to be a top, you need to be the top of that list because the more you're able to give to yourself, the more you're able to give to everything else. Absolutely. I love that you shared that as well about how busy you are, but how you still find the time to prioritize yourself. And as somebody that doesn't have kids and has a lot of time to doesn't have kids, doesn't have ex-husbands and has a lot of time to focus on themselves. When I do hear those excuses, I can't relate. So I might just send them to you to say, hey, check out this lady's calendar. She's doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I'm not saying it to like pat myself on the back. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that like, guess what? Anyone can do this. I'm doing this. And I promise you, like, we have seven freaking kids. It's a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> Think about every kid. Every single kid has their own schedule, their own things they have to do, their own, you know what I mean? So it's like times seven plus all the things. It's like, yeah. And did I choose that? Yeah. Cause I remarried someone and he had four kids. So I chose that. Mm. And you do have to look at your life and own it. Like, okay, if I don't like where I'm at right now, I'm actually here because of my choices. Even if you go mm. back to me marrying my ex-husband, I can play victim card all day long and be like, yeah, he was so awful and I was so toxic. It was so hard and I was a broke, I was broke and then I became broke single mom. That is my story. Those are the facts. However, guess who said yes to marrying him? Me. Yeah. Guess who stayed in that marriage for 11 years and three kids later? Me. So I have to own that. Like, I did do that. Now, what can I learn from that? And what can I learn from my life right now? So if something's not giving, then you've got to look at your schedule and be like, what can give? What is important to me? And what can I do that's going to bring me fulfillment and joy? Because those are choices that you're making. Everything is a choice. Mm. So take ownership. Absolutely. That ownership and accountability is ultimately what's going to set you free. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And when you're looking, so say you're an entrepreneur, because you and I both are, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking at your bottom line and you're like, yeah, so this isn't working. You can blame all these outside, you know, all these things, but ultimately you're the common denominator. And sometimes exactly. that's hard to look in the face and be like, oh, even when it comes to weight loss, right? When it comes to fitness or not getting up and getting your workout in or not doing it after work or whatever your schedule is like, yeah, you chose not to. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm not saying that's wrong or right, but it's like, you don't like where you're at. What are the choices you're making? Because ultimately you are in control, whether you believe it or not. Absolutely. No, you're so right. It's, you know, whatever your goal is, you can take a look, you can do an order and then you can choose the feelings and choose the thoughts that you want. Something else you touched on with your client who's an entrepreneur and also you did mention it regarding your ex-husband about them kind of inserting beliefs into you and also around them, you know, maybe not supporting your goals. Something mm -hmm. I've observed is that relationships can break down once you move into that self-help journey or um, self-empowerment journey. And it is really important to have a community that is supportive. How would you suggest that people navigate this journey 
that maybe don't have that supportive network right now? Yeah. Also such a great, great question. Uh, you do have to have people in your life that believe in you. Now, with that said, there's going to people, there will be people in your life that don't believe in you. And usually they're the ones that are closest to you because they think they know you, right? Mm. Instead of like, oh, she can't do that. I mean, my my family, none of them believed in what I could do. They thought I was just this crazy, like, oh, there's Amy starting something new again, you know, because <laughs> I had failed. You're always going to fail too. Like if you try something new, guess what? Sometimes it doesn't work out. So you are going to have people that I call them naysayers. Just when they say the naysay stuff, just look at them and just like, don't, don't let them affect you. I know this is easier said than done, but when they say the things, just be like, yeah, they're saying words. Instead of what the words are, just like, yeah, they're saying words. I'm not going to, I'm not going to subscribe to that, but hang with and talk to the people that totally light up your soul. Mm. And these people might not even live by you. Like some of the people that I love the most that like sing to my soul the most that I feel so connected to, I met online. One of one of the people that like I love more than anyone on this planet, she lives in Ireland and I have never met her face to face. So is that amazing? Like it's crazy. Yes. I mean, we've we've zoomed a bunch, we've done a lot of that, but like we still have yet to meet face to face. It's like just understand that there are so many people. We now have technology. So if you like a certain thing, find people that have that same common interest. So say, say you like running and like no one in your circle likes to run. Well, then go find some people that like to run and spend time with them. Spend time with the people that believe in you and that push you and that want to see you succeed because they're going to, you're going to have the people that don't believe you can, or that try and pull you back or try and uh, tell you, you can't do it. If here's a tip, if they are not where you want to be, don't listen to them. Mm. So if someone's trying to give you business advice that has never actually owned a business, don't listen. If you are listening to the person who has weight to lose and they themselves are not working out or eating healthy, don't listen. You can let them say their words. You can be kind. You can, okay, yeah, thanks for the feedback. I appreciate it. You don't have to listen. You don't have to subscribe. Go find the people that make your heart sing and that totally support you and believe in you. And then when you do have those questions or you do need that support, they go to them. They will be there. Mm. Yeah, that's such great advice of, you know, would I listen to this person or is this person an expert in their field? You know, like is the person, because often when people start losing weight, they're getting, oh, don't get injured or don't take it too far. You know, they barely lost a pound. And then it's like, don't take it too far. Don't become one of those bodybuilders. And it's like, but if you want to be a bodybuilder, what's wrong with that? You know, unless it's, yeah, unless it's turning into body dysmorphia or you're becoming obsessed and stuff like that's another conversation. But um, I feel like people do project their limiting beliefs and they're people that, yeah, that, that's what they're doing. They're projecting their li- their own limiting beliefs onto you rather than being an expert in their field and providing great advice. Yeah. I want to tell like a little story about my dad. So when I was and I say this with love. He does the best he can with like <laughs> his own journey. Um, so when I was in my 20s, I had not married yet, but I was in my 20s and my dad, I was, was, I was working out. I had moved home for a little while while I was figuring out 
um, where I wanted to move next. Anyway, I was leaving at like 7.30 in the morning to go work out. And he stopped me and he's like, hey, I think I need to give you some fatherly advice. That's what he always calls his, (laughs) whenever he wants to tell me anything. And he's like, I think you're being very selfish with how much you work out. And I was interesting, really? (laughs) And he's like, yes, you're not going to be able to find someone who really is going to be okay with this lifestyle. And I'm thinking, what? This is so weird, you know? So I did not subscribe at that moment to what he told me, but it stuck with me and it stuck with me. I'm glad I didn't subscribe to it, but like it stuck with me thinking, here's a guy that has, at the time, it's even worse now, he had seven stents going to him in his heart and he was a type two diabetic. Mm. Why in the world am I going to take advice about working out and eating healthy? Someone's not going to want me because I work out. So I'm like, you just don't... and. Yes, I say that with love. And now he does come to me with some, you know, he asks me questions sometimes now. But he still has horrible health, which I think is why I went so much the opposite way. Like, it's like, I do, this is my genetics. These are my genetics. This is what is in my DNA. So what can I do to combat that? And Mm. um, my first husband, super active. We had a great, like active lifestyle together. And same with this, my new one. So we're running a marathon in a month from now and we get to train together and all the things like, there's people that are going to like do the things you want to do and be on the same page as you and just go find those people. Yeah. And I also find that really interesting. And I'm sure your dad is an amazing person and doing the best he can because I honestly believe that people are doing the best they can with whatever hand they've been given in life. Totally. And I'm sure this advice would have come from love. But I find it interesting that you were a yes girl and had an issue with setting boundaries and the advice you were given was, hey, don't put yourself first just in case you meet somebody who you don't yet know that may have an issue with the life that you're living now. (laughs) Like that's very interesting. It is actually very interesting when you pull pull that apart. However, guess what? I actually, I I still worked out. I didn't just, oh yeah, I shouldn't work out. So I did know that that was something I loved to do. And so I continue to work out, but I'm really healthy and I love my Mm -hmm. lifestyle. I love that I can keep up with my kids. I love that good food goes into my body and I'm able to run 13 miles today if I want to. You know, it's like, that's freedom. Mm. Instead of having all these limits to yourself because you don't have that in your life, you know? So, but yeah, it is really interesting that, hey, you might meet someone that doesn't like this type of thing. So don't, don't do it. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that as well. And and I'd encourage everyone to think about, you know, what they may be told. I know personally, I come from a single parent family, like not much money. Like I think JK Rowling puts it like the poorest you can be without being homeless is what she was. Like, that's what we were (laughs) growing up. We were the poorest you can be with, but still being able to rent a home. And I know that when I moved into the fitness realm, so I I first, my first job was a gymnast coach. And then I moved into fitness um, after my first corporate job. And um, I remember every single kind of business venture I started, like my mom, she didn't put say not to do it, but she'd ask questions and kind of limiting questions like, how do you earn money writing online? Like, how are people going to pay you doing that? And I remember my brother saying, don't you think they've got enough personal trainers on the Gold Coast? The Gold Coast for reference is where all the beautiful people in Australia right, flock to. Yeah. It's like, it's what a, it's like an LA type thing. And, um, 
But it was, it's really interesting. The reason I share this story is because execution is what helps people that you love and that you want to remain in your life, even though your beliefs are different to them. It, yeah. That's what's going to help at the end of the day. Because I know when I published my goal-getting journal, which is a physical product, my family was so proud of me. You know, yes, there's still work to do. Yes, I can market it more. Yes, like I know that it's an amazing product, but there's still work to do entrepreneur, like from an entrepreneur standpoint. But um, I do believe, and I hope this connects with someone that if you execute on what you want to do, regardless of what the people you love are saying, they'll eventually be proud of you and be on board, hopefully. <laughs> A thousand percent. And that's so my family was probably the hardest for me. When it came to boundaries, when it came to mm. me trying something new, like they they had all of their thoughts and all of their judgment that they wanted to tell me, right? But now they come to me with advice. Now they are proud of what I've accomplished. And they, even yesterday, I was talking to my mom on the phone and um, one of my sisters is going through a bunch of things and my mom was like helping her navigate. And then so she's talking to me and she's like, Amy, I just, I just want to thank you for being level-headed. And she gave me like, I don't remember everything that she said other than she's like, you're so down to earth. You've been through a lot of things, but you do it with stride. And it's so refreshing to talk to you. I was like, wow, it was such a compliment coming from my mom. I was like, wow, you know, she, she sees now, she's like, you've done so much growth and you've really just become such like an amazing person. And I just was like, thank you, you know, <laughs> thank you. And then also just like, okay, yeah, now, now they trust that I know what I'm doing. But for a long time, they're like, why are you going to do that? It sounds crazy. What, you're yeah. starting another business? It's so weird. <laughs> you're quitting your job to be a stay-at-home mom. So I quit a really amazing job. And they're like, why would you do that? Like, because I want to call my own shots and I don't, one a nine to five with kids at home, you know, mm. at the time it was like, why would you do that? And then I felt like, ah, am I doing something wrong? And I'm like, no, no, they yeah. do come around. They do come around. In the beginning, it might be like a little bit of a, oh, what are you doing? And they might say all the things that make you feel like you can't do it, but just stay true to you and what your heart desires. And yeah, they do come around. Yeah, that's so wholesome. I feel like we've gained so many insights from you, like understanding what your heart desires, being able to shoot to that for that and stay true in it. When people are projecting those limiting beliefs, understanding it's just words. And there is a really strong opportunity that they'll come around in the end. I mean, I would love to chat to you for hours. Honestly, Amy, I could have you back. Like, I feel like we just vibe and chat about so many things. And I know you have so much more expertise. So before I do get to the final question on the podcast... Is there anything that you haven't shared today that you feel like some really, really, really important to share with the audience today? Um, I'll say it in a different way. So Napoleon Hill, he wrote Think and Grow Rich. If you guys haven't read it, you should. It's an amazing book, all like faith-based about like just trusting faith. But one thing that stuck with me when I was, I think I read it for the first time when I was 20 years old was whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. And so... If your heart is saying something, if your mind is like, ah, I want to do this thing, I want to hit this goal, whatever that is, whatever it is, as long as you, it's conceived, so there's a little seed going on, but you do have to believe that you can. But know that if you can shift your mind and your heart into believing that you can, you can have whatever it is that you want. You can, like I said, like 
totally change your stars. So mm. whatever the kind, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. So go achieve, go achieve, believe all of the things that you can do, and then go achieve them. It's totally possible. Oh, I love that. That's so empowering. We do have a final question, Amy, and that yeah. is. If you were to give your 20-year-old self one sentence of advice, what would you tell her? Oh, I would tell her, well, first of all, I would tell her that I love her completely and she's an amazing human. And then I would tell her to be brave and really follow her heart. Mm, That's wonderful advice. You have provide so many nuggets. And I'm sure the entrepreneurs you help, you help, you know, your fitness studio, you just help so many people and provide so much light in their lives. And I'm sure so many people listening today would want to know where they can get a hold of you and follow your content. So where can we get to know you a bit better? Awesome. Uh, so my Instagram is just Coach Amy Sanders. So just Coach Amy Sanders on my Instagram. And then my website is amysanders.co not to be confused with .com. So amysanders.co is both of those places are great ways. So mm. yeah, yeah, those um those domains, those .com domains are A, competitive or B, expensive. I was trying totally. to get one well, and it was yeah. like $11,000. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm like, my name is Amy Sanders. Can we get more American? Honestly, <laughs> there's probably 500 Amy Sanders in this world. And so yeah, .co yeah. is where you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I um yeah, I, I have a pretty basic name as well. Like I don't go by my last name, but even my middle name is is pretty basic. I it definitely couldn't get the get the strong domain there. <laughs> yeah. Well, me too. Me oh. too. Well, it's been wonderful to have you on the podcast, Amy. And I'm sure we've just learned, I've learned personally so much from you. I can't wait to do the head versus heart versus gut um, check-in with myself about some certain decisions that I'm making. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you again for having me. It's been an honor. No worries. And for everyone listening at home or in the car or wherever you are today, eat well, move well, breathe well. And until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.